Welcome to DIY for Business. It's Russ and Greg with you. How's it going, Greg? It's going well, Russ. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. It's it's. Uh, I wanted to check in with you early here because that's important in customer service. We need to focus on customer service on this show. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We are uh, lucky enough to be joined by Marnie Zambri. She's the production manager at Trustdale.com. And I, you know, Trustdale.com is such a cool company. And I and I can't wait to kind of dig in more on, on what you do, Marnie. So why don't you introduce yourself and kind of tell us a little bit more about Trustdale.com. Okay, well, trustdale.com is, you know, we hate to say this, but it's the easiest way for people to understand. We're kind of like an Angie's list, but we're not. We're completely different from an Angie's list in terms <laughs> that we um, don't accept all the companies that apply. We definitely do a seven point investigative process, and we are an online referral system, referral website for home service companies, um, wellness companies you name it. We're recommending it, but we keep a really tight ship in terms of the folks that we do recommend and that we partner with. And basically, if you, um, part if you are a consumer and you're looking to find a great company that you can trust and that basically you will have no problems with because that's a lot of the thing it's a lot of folks just don't want to deal with the hassle of hiring one company and then mm. having to hire another company right. that can clean up their mess mm -hmm. and yeah. so we do all of that research for you and of course it's always free but um, the, the key part that sets us uh, apart from other um, list serves on online and um, consumer recommendation sites is that we back um, our companies by a $10,000 make it right guarantee. And That's what amazing. that exactly means is that um, we get into these unique relationships with our partners that they are so confident in the work that they do that they actually put us in charge if something goes off the rails with a consumer who has hired them upon our recommendation. And basically they give us the control to mediate between the two of them and find a mutually satisfactory um, resolution between the company and the customer. And if need be, we back it with a $10,000 kind of insurance policy that um, really, uh, allows customers to feel that we've got their back if something goes belly up. So you have to and be really confident in those companies then because you'd be passing out $10,000 checks. How do you check the the customer service history of these and how can you, you know, go about recommending these companies? Like what are you, what are you doing uh, to verify them? Well, okay. So the first things are just normal things. And we, we tell, um, we do a, what we call as a seven point investigative process. And these are just kind of no brainer things that anybody can do. But since we already have the system in place, we do it for consumers. We, we take a look and make sure that they have all of the business licenses and that they're registered with the state as Per needed. We also take a look at their um, civil court um, records. We, we find out the counties that they work in. We go into the magistrate courts in those 
um, counties, we look for records to see if there are any outstanding suits against against them. And if there are, or if there's a blip on it, we ask them, so what was this all about? And, you know, we make sure that there's a satisfactory um, answer to it and an explanation. The other thing we do is just really simple things that folks don't normally think about, but we make sure that they have a findable address. We, we make sure that they are insured. I mean, uh, there's so many um, home service companies that you're hiring that could step onto your property. They get hurt and you're to blame. And yeah, we want to make sure that folks don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Um, so there, it's just really simple things that we verify that people are who they say they are, that they are reputable companies, they do have a history, that the um, reviews that we've seen aren't just somebody that they've hired to boost their Google rating or anything like that. And then once we partner with them, once we partner with a select amount of companies, we don't have you know, usually we don't have any more than three to five companies in each category that we recommend because let's face it, there's not three to five really great companies <laughs> in any given category. It's I mean, true. you go on to some of these other list services and not only do they um, list it's just oversaturated. Yeah, it's just way oversaturated. It's way oversaturated. And then the other thing is, is that when folks come to us, we never, they contact us and then they contact the company themselves. They send an email or they call them through our website. And what that means is once we have that information, we never sell it to anybody. So we're not shoving it out to all these people just to generate leads for um, companies. And you're, as a consumer, you're not getting inundated with phone calls from folks that, you know, are really just about making money and not really what you need for your particular project or for your particular service that you're looking for. Yeah. I mean, it, you're marrying a, a consumer that really wants good service with a business that's committed to provide that good service. And I think it's just a wonderful, wonderful um, service that you guys offer at Trustdale. And and then, you know, the, the company name, Trustdale, the origins of that is, is really interesting as well because, you know, it got started by the consumer investigator, Dale Cardwell. And, you know, because of his background on television and investigating, you know, consumer issues with businesses, that was really the reason why this company got started, right? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I got to get a plug. He's He is my boss. I have worked with him for 12 years and he is as good as he appears on television and in the investigations and as a partner with the businesses. Um, you know, he got tired. He was working for a local station and he, he actually got to Atlanta. He was hired as a producer to work with Clark Howard, which is, of course, the consumer guru that everybody knows. But sure. the things that Clark really focused on are getting good deals and making sure that you get your best buys. And um, pretty soon, um, Dale was filling in for Clark on both the radio shows and in, on television because Clark was so busy. And he kind of built a reputation of his own where he would um, expose corruption in the government. He would expose bad companies. He, um, and you know, he was also involved with some high profile 
murder investigations. And he really made a name for himself. And even today, although it bothers me to no end, we'll walk into a pizza place and they'll go, hey, Dale, Dale." (laughs) you know, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, my God, he hasn't been on the air on your station for 15 years. But um, he's still really popular um, because I, I, one, he's very approachable. And two, um, he does what he says he's going to do. And for years, he, he, he did that in the, the city of Atlanta and in other markets throughout the United States. But at some point, he got tired of going on, you know, the local news every night, telling everybody how bad the world was and repeating stories over and over again of how people are getting scammed by um, businesses or not even businesses, because it's hardly, you wouldn't call them businesses, but by um, contractors out there. And he got the idea, hey, let's turn this on its head. Let's investigate um, businesses. Let's partner with good businesses and let's promote them versus always being on the other side and trying to clean up the messes. And so that's when he started Trustdale. And now we have over 300 companies in the Atlanta area. And we're also in the Nashville market. Yeah. Well, and okay. So thinking about though, those, you know, four or 500 companies that you've talked to and the ones that let's say you passed on, what were some of the common like customer service mistakes that those businesses that you passed on made? Well, When we onboard a partner with our website, we always look at, um, we look at the whole package of them. We look at what they've done already in terms of marketing. Um, We take them from their, the, the way that they answer their phones to the way that they resolve concerns with their customers. And, and again, we call them concerns and we coach them on calling them concerns versus calling them complaints because complaints has a negative connotation. Um, they're really concerns and experiences. And I know that sounds like, you know, uh, kind of woke, you know, language of, <laughs> oh, it's a kinder, gentler way of doing things. But in terms of dealing with um, clients and consumers and homeowners, you want to be able to validate their concerns because they have spent the money. They have trusted you to invest their money in whatever service you're providing it. And a lot of the services are, are investments. They're roofs, they're air conditioning units, they're um you know, flooring. There are all these things that people don't just purchase on a whim. And so we're very concerned with making the entire customer experience with our companies as good as it can be. And um, like I said, that begins with um, how they answer the phones. We monitor all the phone calls that go through our um, company's website that, you know, every company has their own um, phone number, and we are able to track it and listen to those phone calls and give them feedback uh, and really tell them, okay, these are the companies that are really successful and this is how they're doing it in compared to what we're hearing on some other calls that maybe aren't as successful as mm-hmm. our, our most profitable companies. Now that intrigues me because I really <laughs> want to have you kind of share 
what you hear and what works, what doesn't work, and why you feel that you know there's certain techniques that that do better than others on the phone and and as well as in person. So um, we knew we do need to take a quick break, but when we come back, I want to explore that with you because that really fascinates me. We'll be right back. And welcome back to DIY for Business. It's Russ and Greg with you. We've got Marnie Zambri joining us today. She's a production manager at Trustdale and Trustdale.com, I guess is where uh, if, you, if you're interested in them, that is where uh, you should go. We started talking about customer service and some of those phone calls. Uh, Greg, you were, you were about to ask a question that we had to interrupt you with uh, some commercials there, but uh, I know that was rude of us. But uh, I know. I mean, <laughs> I was I was so excited. I, I mean, because it's so unusual that a business has access to listen to phone calls and listen to the conversations between businesses and, and their customers. And you guys have that access. And I, and I was just really interested to find out like, what are the good techniques that business owners should be shooting for? What impresses Trustdale in the customer service side on, on phone conversations? You know, it's not really difficult to figure it out. It's because we are all potential customers and we all make phone calls to home service providers or any, any type of business, our doctors or anything. And um, it is not something that you really have to listen to a lot of phone calls to figure out what's going on. Um, the first thing is, do you answer the phone? That's oh, huge. Yeah. Are you, is there a live person there answering the phone? And are they providing information? A lot of times what we're hearing are phones just ringing and ringing and ringing. And if they are answered, are they professional? When they're answering, do they say their name? Hello, and this is our business. How can I help you? How can I serve you? Mm -hmm. um, showing that you have an interest in why this person is calling, because it's really a privilege that this person has singled you out and is calling you for help. So how that first phone call can set the tone for the entire relationship that that client, potential client, has with that business and what we have seen is if a person has a good experience on the phone with that initial contact, then they will likely not only hire that company, but they will have a good experience with them overall. Because the other aspect that's very clear is folks, businesses that focus on their customer. And I, and, and I know that there's so many different things that you have to be concerned with. Of course, you you want to be concerned is this revenue. And of course, you want to be concerned. Are we up to date on the services that we're offering? But the thing that's going to really set companies apart from one another in this such saturated market is the customer care that they provide. And, it's, and that's a key word, care that they provide each potential customer that comes and calls for them. And that goes through the entire process. It goes through um, before they come and they give you an estimate. Are they calling you? Are they telling you this is the time that we're going to be there and mm -hmm. they show up at that time? Do they give you information about the person who is coming? You know, do they send a picture? Do they then send 
a um, we have this system. Yeah, go for it. Tell me. No, no, I, I just I'm really curious because everything you're saying just makes total sense. And I'm just wondering both of your opinions on and I'll start with Russ. It's like, why do you think more businesses can't provide this? Because as easy as it sounds and as straightforward as it sounds, we both know, all three of us know, we don't experience it every time and, and maybe not even half the time. But, you know, it seems very fundamental in the success of a business. So why are we not experiencing you know, more? I, I almost feel like the the easy answer would be say, oh, you know, maybe, maybe they're, they're just lazy on the customer service. I don't think lazy is it. I think that they're working so hard on other things that this doesn't quite get their focus, right? Like, you know, you, you talked about roofers earlier. That's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> it's dangerous work. It's hard work. It's smelly work. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not easy. And if you're on the roof and it's, you know, uh, today, uh, where I live, it was 90 some odd degrees. I can't imagine, you know, working on a roof, putting the tar down and then carrying the roof tiles up there. It's 90 degrees and you get a phone call and you got to be friendly and you got to remember that. You got to think about that. It's sometimes harder to, remember to be nice when you're tired. <laughs> you know, it's sometimes harder to think about those things well, when, you're, and, when you're dealing with something else. And, and quite honestly, the, the reality about small businesses now, and even in our business, people yeah. wear different hats. You're not just a roofer. You're not just the um, human resource person. You're not just, nobody is pigeonholed in one area, especially with small businesses, you have to be able to multitask mm -hmm. and get things done. But at the same time, what we have to also consider is right now, these home service companies in the wake of COVID and in the wake of the way that the economy has shifted, they are oh, yeah. overwhelmed. Totally. They are either getting more business than they can handle. And they're just trying to, you know, what, what we always say is putting out mm -hmm. dumpster fires every way. They're just trying to cover their bases versus being thoughtful in their approach to customer services. So newer companies are still in that growth process and they're still just trying to grow their businesses where other small businesses that we have partnered with and that have been in the industry for a while, they've already had their bumps and bruises along the way. They've figured out what works and doesn't work with folks and have realized that, you know what, we need an area that just focuses on yeah. our customer care and they dedicate an area that that works on that and that and in you know for small companies they say i can't afford to have somebody come in and be just customer care but you can't afford oh, yeah. not yeah. to that you could have somebody come and you know just field calls you you know once a week that just you know we have somebody at Trustdale that just does customer care for folks that have hired our partners and if they have an issue it's part of what we call our make it right guarantee they can contact us and and say hey um our, your plumber didn't do what they said they were going to do or they didn't show up on time 
and we call them and we say, hey, what was the deal here? We're hearing from customers and we help them solve it. We and, and granted, we have all of these companies that we're working with and we have one person that does that, but she does it and she does a good job about it and it makes a difference in um, the reviews that we get as our service and it makes a difference in folks using the services that we recommend. So it's very important that companies realize the impact of customer care on well, the know, people that they serve. That's the you thing know, what I, you were saying is like, yeah, go ahead. How much missed opportunity? <laughs> you know, you're, you're losing out on so much by by let's say not answering the phone or not having somebody in there. That you could probably pick up a salary for a couple hours a day for a person at least. You know, to to handle those calls and return the calls so that you don't have to do it. You don't have to do it while you're standing on a roof somewhere at ninety degrees or you know whatever it is. What I used to do uh, for my business is whenever I would bring on a new person. I would I would do a training. We would talk through, you know, uh, basically how to do the job and all of that. The entire time I'm talking about customer service, because at the end of the day, the way that I run a company or the way that I see a company is you're a customer service company, no matter what you do. You've got to have the customers and you've got to make them happy. So whether you're, you know, making a laptop or you're whatever, serving hamburger (laughs) You're a customer service person and you've got to make your customers happy. And so that was always my thing. The last thing that I did, this was like their graduation. It was like their little gift. We went to lunch at the Ritz Carlton in San Francisco and it was expensive lunch, but it was like this little thank you for, you know, completing the training and getting them started. And I would show them like how the Ritz did customer service because they are like excellent at this. Right. And one of their uh, things, and I can't remember it exactly, yes. but I used to have one of their little cards that they would uh, keep in the kind of in the in the back of uh, in the back of the house there at the, the hotel. But basically, it was everybody's a possible customer, like you said, whether you know it's the person standing outside or whatever. You have to treat everybody as if they're going to be a customer, because if you if you treat them like they're not going to be a customer, they never will be a customer. <laughs> you know, like treat them, be nice and friendly to everybody. Right. That was the sort of message that I try to put onto anybody that I would bring on because it just felt like if I if I show them what the Ritz is doing and show them how the Ritz makes it look so easy, then maybe that would you know go for them. And fortunately, we got to you know keep the whole five star thing and keep very satisfied customers. I think we had a, a couple of com- you know. Uh, what did you say? Uh, problems, uh, not not complaints, but consumer, consumer concerns. We had a few of those <laughs> throughout uh, the years, but it was yeah. very light. And I think it was because we focused so much on customer service at the company. Well, yeah. it's all about the experience that they have. If they have a good experience with a company, and that doesn't mean like everything exactly. has to go perfect. Even if something goes wrong, it's taking acknowledging yeah. when something goes wrong, taking the responsibility for yep. it and making it right. You know, so it's it, it's the experience, it's the attention, um, and it's really the difference between a good company and a really yeah, successful it, totally. company. Yeah, totally. I 100% agree with that because uh, anybody can 
you know, do like there's there's so much competition out there for what you you know, whatever it is, whatever business you're in, there's so much competition out you that like out there that are trying to, you know, get your customer. If your customer loves you, <laughs> they're gonna keep coming back to you and they're gonna tell others about it. And as far as uh problems, some of the times the problems that we had turned out to be some of the best customers afterwards because you can take that and turn it into an opportunity to impress them even more once you have that problem. Hey, we got to take another uh, short break here. Uh, When we come back, we will continue the conversation. And we're back and we're talking to Marnie Zambri over at Trustdale. And before we left for break, we were kind of talking about how we can kind of turn problems with consumers into a good thing because I completely agree with both of you that sometimes your most loyal customers are not the ones where the job just went completely, you know, scot-free. It was easy. You know, you go in, you do the job, you leave, they pay you. It's when the problem happens and it's how you deal with the problem will determine whether they're impressed or they're like, Oh gosh, I really wish, you know, this thing didn't happen. And I, I always feel, and I'm curious for, for both of your opinions, is like the, if the first thing you do is show, show more concern about the problem than they expect you to show, then you're probably going to have a pretty good resolution to the issue. It's just a matter of jumping in and wanting to solve the problem even more than they're expecting you. I, I think a lot of times consumers go, oh, yeah, they're going to try to avoid me. They're not going to want to take care of the issue. They're going to ignore it. They're going to tell me that it's my fault and, and not their fault. But And a lot of times that happens. I mean, I deal with that all the time. You know, the other arm of our business is that we get um, hundreds of consumer emails asking us to solve their consumer problems with companies that we are not affiliated with to help resolve what most of the time are customer service issues. I would say 90% of the time they're customer service issues. And it really, um, what my job is uh, at that point, you know, so beyond working with our consumers that have um, trusted us and hired partners that we recommend, we get, Lots of folks that have hired contractors that haven't been good good hires. And they do get in that, be it on small contractors, they get in that round robin of no one ever returns my phone call. Um, I've called them many times or they say they're going to be here at one time and they're not going to be there. And... Um, you know, and it can be as easy as somebody doesn't really know how to run a business to somebody who's outright scamming them, you know, right. and um, we try to help them discern what it is and then assist them in contacting that company and trying to hold them accountable. Now, it's much easier when we're dealing with these big corporations. Because when you're dealing with big corporations, it's all about their brand and it's all about their image. And so we've, you know, our sweet spot in trying to solve those kind of problems when people get stuck in what we call the customer service, you know, loop, they, they're going around the mulberry bush because nobody wants to take responsibility or 
of trying to solve the problem, or let's face it, they don't have the authority to, to make that final um, solve or make a, a problem right for somebody. We So our sweet spot is that we go to their public affairs department. We go to their marketing department and we say, and, and you kill them with kindness because that's really what we're doing. Our goal is to always find solutions for our consumers. We're not there to dig in and poke the bear and, and any of that sort of stuff. We want to find a satisfactory resolution for our consumers. And we go in there and, I, you know, it's mostly me and I, I talk to them and, and I say, uh, this obviously was an oversight. There must be an understand uh, misunderstanding. Um, I know you want to do right by your customer. And we have a really good success rate in being, you know, you kill with kindness. And and that's, a, you know, nobody wants to be um, accosted. Nobody wants to be attacked. Nobody wants to somebody saying you're doing a really bad job but we do hold them accountable that's not to say that if companies are not doing a good job that we don't call them on the carpet because we do do that as well and you know and that's part of our, the success of our television show is that instead of just reporting on on bad businesses and stuff we hold them accountable and we confront them and and a lot of times we get um, satisfactory you know conclusions for the customers that we're helping helping okay so then then I guess the question is 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 the customer always right Okay, good. Not necessary. <laughs> yeah, we we actually we did a whole episode on how the customer is not always right. I mean, it's because it's it's so true, and, and so in in those cases when yeah. when you've discovered that maybe the business is right and the customer is wrong, how do you handle those situations? Well, again, our. Um our specialist at our office, um, she's kind of like the mediator between the customer and the company. And um, she looks, what we first look at is ironclad contracts. What does the contract say? Does the contract say it's 100% warranty? What does that say? Because we can always fall back on the contract. So it's very important that businesses Get their contracts. Don't just write them willy-nilly. Write them. Have an attorney look them over. Pay that extra money. And I know that you might just be scraping by and stuff, but it will protect mm -hmm. you in the end if you're covered. On the same time, companies can abuse the contracts. And we've had that before with big corporations where they put in these clauses that, you know, basically doesn't hold them accountable to start on a given date and allows them if they've gone past that given date that they can keep a part a portion of your money. We we do not want companies to do that because that really makes consumers angry. And oh, yeah. well, not trust. That could cause major problems so, for your business too. Uh, just a yeah. It really can and and one of, the, one of the things that, that folks have to be really aware of is the power yep. of social media because mm -hmm. it can be a gift 
but it can be a big takedown. You know, it's part of what we not only tell consumers who have been burned, we said there is a power in social media. Get on social media and tell your story, but be truthful because any, any diversion or, um, you know, embellishment, it, it takes away from the credibility. But we also say to our companies that we work with, use the tool of social media. Get your what we call the mavens out there. Have them leave you the reviews that are really good. Have the people that will speak highly of their experiences and those experiences with them, especially when they've had a problem, encourage them to write a review about it because if you've made it right, it's really an opportunity to show the integrity of your company and that you are going to do the right thing because as I've said before, nobody is perfect and nothing ever goes as planned all the time. You just have to acknowledge it and then make it right. Well, Marty, you guys are doing such wonderful work for both the consumers and the businesses. And for our businesses that are listening to this show, if you had to pick, you know, the top thing or top couple of things that you would give it as advice to small to medium-sized business owners out there to really help them kind of move their company forward, what would you tell them? I, I would go back to what we've been discussing. Customer service is key. People want to be treated um, like they're an individual, not just a commodity. They, they want your attention they, they, and they want to know that they are valued at bringing their business to you. The second part is take responsibility. Things are gonna go wrong. It happens to anybody. But the, the way that you handle it when it goes wrong is what sets you apart from other companies. And if you, and if you handle it with grace and with respect, always to your customer, then you can't go wrong. All right. Marnie, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, no, thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed it. Hey, before we uh, jump off, if uh, people want to come to your website, uh, go ahead and, and give Trustdale a couple plugs, the TV show, the website. Okay, well, we, we have got several platforms that we work on. Of course, there is our uh, basic platform of trustdale.com. That's where you will find the thoroughly vetted uh, partners that we work with for home services company in both Atlanta and Nashville. We are also looking in other uh, markets, so don't be afraid, Bay Area, to take a look at it because we also have a nationally syndicated television show that's called Inside Investigations. And Inside Investigation helps people who are at the end of their rope when it comes to consumer problems and they think they have nowhere else to turn. They turn to us and we solve their consumer problems. We do it week in and week out. And we have that on our YouTube page, Inside Investigations, along with Trustdale TV is a YouTube page that you can take a look at some of our, the investigations that didn't make it into our nationally syndicated television show. But as everybody else, you can go ahead and follow us on Facebook. We'd love it if you would come to our Facebook page, like us, tell your friends about us. We will always have great advice. We have questions that come in from consumers all the time common questions do should i um do a reverse mortgage 
Um, what do you think about uh, leasing a car versus buying a car? We give great advice every week in our Three for Thursday newsletter, and we are just here to service the community. And, you know, we're very lucky. We love our jobs. This is what we do. We help people and we help companies build their businesses and make them the best business they can be that to serve awesome. their communities. And that's exactly. what this show's all about. So thank you so much, Marnie, for joining us. We really and appreciate thank it. Thank you for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business. As always, all of the information that is presented in the program is advice, of course. All this stuff, I think, is going to work out great for you. But we think everything's going to work out great that we say. <laughs> we hope that it does. Our goal <laughs> is to help your business grow. Again, we thank you for listening. And remember, you're not alone. Electric acid.